Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over if it's the right time to expand your pool service business in light of the really bad labor shortage that we're experiencing here in just about every field out there. I'll go over some tips for you if you're thinking about expanding and bringing an employee on at this time in this environment where finding someone good is kind of hard to do for any business. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And if you're a single polar out there and you're thinking about expanding and bringing on an employee, as I mentioned at the beginning here, the labor market is really crazy. Here in California, There's a lot of restaurants that have the indoor dining closed because they can't find help. I was trying to make reservations at a restaurant locally here that I go to, and now they're closed both on Monday and Tuesdays because they want to give their employees two days off. And since they're they're so short on people, they can only operate five days a week, which is really crazy and unheard of. And I mentioned in another podcast, I was getting gas and there was no one there. No attendant showed up for work. And so it was kind of a real mess. And so if you're thinking about expanding, I think this is a factor that you need to consider if you want to grow your business. Finding the right person was hard enough to begin with before this, and now it's going to be even harder. And so just be aware that you may not find a pool tech you know, within a week or two. It may take you two or three months to find someone suitable, and they may not be your first choice or the best choice. I was recently talking to a friend in Arizona. It took him two months to hire somebody. Only two people applied for the job over that period, and the person that he hired was not really the best, you know, that you he was looking for. He's working out decent, not really that great, actually, and looking for a replacement, but there's no one to replace him with. And so you may be in that situation when you're expanding. And one of the things to consider is, you know, when are you ready to expand? And I think if you're working, you know, five full days, six days a week, in some cases, and you're overloaded, you know, you have too many pools and you're rushing through the day, or if you have repairs, you're just subbing out because you have no time to get to them. These are indicators that you're growing and you may want to expand and bring an employee on, or you may want to continue the one-for-one kind of rule and stay small, or not small, but stay, you know, a single polar without employees by when you get a really good premium account, you're going to drop one of the service accounts on your route that's kind of low-hanging fruit, which is probably an account that's really time-consuming, and the customers maybe are not the best, and it might be out of your area, something in that range. You'll drop that one and keep all the premium accounts. And you can do pretty good with a good service route of 85 or 80 or 90 premium accounts and just stay a single polar. There are some things to consider, especially in California, where the 1099 employee has gone away because of the rules changed in the state. 
as far as who's considered a subcontractor and who's considered an employee. And for all intents and purposes in California, the 1099 employee is a thing of the past because they want everyone to be an employee, which is very difficult in some cases because then you bring on all the payroll taxes and all the other things that you're going to need for the employee workers' comp and things of that nature. Fortunately for the pool service industry, the workers' comp will fall into the category of a janitorial worker and not as a construction worker. So the rates are actually pretty low if you decide to get workers' comp. But the payroll taxes are kind of crippling here, and bringing on an employee is going to be really expensive. I would say you want to figure that you're going to have to add about 20 to $30 per service account in your rate to cover that employee if you have an employee full-time working out there. So you would have to double your pool route, basically go from 80 to maybe 170 pools, have the employee take on half of those, and then you would have to increase your rates to cover the payroll taxes you're going to be paying here in California, which in some cases is not sustainable. I really would advise against paying a helper or an employee cash under the table because this can really come back to hurt you. I have two cases here just recently, one where the person told one of my friends that, hey, I'm going to sue you and take you to court, and I'm going to tell the state board they even pay me under the table unless you give me X amount of money because he claims that he got hurt on the job. And so my friend had to pay him, you know, I think it was like five or $10,000 just to have him go away. And then another one where he got, quote-unquote, hurt also. There was no workers' comp. He was paying him under the table. And so he ended up paying all his medical bills and kind of giving him a little bit of money to kind of shush him up and shoo him away from any kind of, you know, reporting. So you don't want someone to have that over you. And so you want to bring everything into the light, so to speak. And if you're going to pay an employee to work for you, you definitely want to have them on payroll. And in case they get injured out there, you definitely want to have workers' comp. And so you can see how this really complicates things, not being able to do a 1099 with somebody and just pay them straight and let them do their taxes and not worry about payroll workers' comp. Now, there is a workaround in California. It may be a little expensive, but it's something to look into. And that is if you make... If the person working for you is a corporation, so if they incorporate S-Corp and you're a corporation also, you can actually pay that person corporate to corporate and not worry about payroll or anything like that. It'd be almost like a 1099 employee, except you're just giving him the money and then he reports it as his earnings um, because he's a corporation and you're a corporation. So that's still allowed in California. It's going to cost you know $800 to file that every year for the person, plus there's some other, you know, fees and things like that. So it is a more expensive way. You may want to just pay those fees for that person and then have them work as a corporation, have them incorporate and be their own business. But then, of course, that leads to the fact that, you know, in this industry, it's one of the only ones, I think, where someone you train up and you put out there to work for you can actually start doing business. And I think the attitude you need to have in some cases is that you are training this person up and you are kind of training your competition in a way because there's nothing really stopping that person from learning everything that you're doing out there and then starting his own business to compete with you. You can have them sign a non-compete, which is something that a lot of people do with their employees. Unfortunately, here in California, and probably in a lot of states, the non-compete is unenforceable in court, which means that if your employee were to sign one of these things and then start a pool service business, 
and you were to go to court and sue them saying that they signed this non-compete, they can't take a pool down the street because that's in the territory that they said they were going to, you know, service in because of the non-compete. Well, unless you gave this person twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars to sign this non-compete, it's not going to be enforceable in court. Because the only way that you're going to make a non-compete enforceable is if him signing it or her signing it, there's some kind of monetary value to it. And so if you gave them $40,000 to sign this, then you can go to court and sue them because they signed something that had value. But if there's no money involved in this at all, that non-compete is invalid and won't be upheld in court. So you can have them sign it and hope they're not going to compete against you, but they're not enforceable. So the best thing to do is to find somebody that's not going to be trained up to be your competitor. And I think hiring someone that has another full-time job or a part-time job that wants to do pools on the side is a great option. You can find them out there that maybe they have their small business that's not related and they want to do pools on the side to make extra money. There are people out there that are doing that. And I know someone who hired someone in that exact situation. You can look for someone who's retired, who doesn't want to start their own business. That's another option for you. And so you're looking for maybe a retired teacher getting a pension or a police officer or someone like that that doesn't really want to run their own business but wants the extra money. And there's, of course, some rules if they're much older and they're getting Social Security. I know my dad was working for a mover and he actually got hired because he was a specialist in the move. He was the guy wrapping the mirrors and the paintings and he was transporting them separately. And so he was also collecting Social Security because he's older, so he can only work a certain amount and offset that. So that's a factor, too, if you hire someone really old like him. But you definitely want to hire someone older that's probably not ready to start their own business, and that's perfectly fine in a lot of cases where they're not going to go out there and start a pool route. Or you may want to find someone in a recovery ministry at your church. Maybe they're recovering from a drug and alcohol addiction. They've got some sobriety those are actually really good employees to get on their feet. The only issue, I think, would be the fact that some of them have felonies on their records. And this could be a problem, problematic. In California, you're actually not even allowed to ask if you had a felony, which is kind of weird. But I guess in a sense, kind of good in some cases, kind of bad in others. But then you have someone who is kind of recovering and getting back on their feet. And they're going to work hard. Usually they work hard to make a new life for themselves. And so they're not a bad choice. But then again, you have some baggage there too. So what I'm saying kind of is that there's no perfect pool tech employee anymore out there. You're either going to find someone who's going to compete with you later in a year or two, someone who's going to start their own business because they have the skills and the ability to do that. They're just kind of going along with you to learn everything. Or you may have to hire, again, someone who's older, recovering, or has a need for a part-time income. And these are not, again, the best techs that you want. You want someone who's going to work for you for years and give you a lot of service without having to worry about them competing against you. And I don't think that person really exists in a lot of areas anymore. Now, I know a few pool guys that have hired younger guys to ride with them, and they kind of do a tag team on a pool, which is actually not a bad idea because then you're riding with the person, and this person may like that he may not want to start doing business and riding along you're actually able to do more pools you know while you're checking the chemicals they can start cleaning the pool or they could be doing a filter or you can drop them off and they can do a pool next door things of that nature but whatever is going to speed up your day and you can actually do more pools the only danger with that is if the person that's riding with you calls out one day or can't make it and you have you know 25 pools that day it becomes a real bear to do and so 
caution you on having a ride-along um, employee and then building up your route to where if that person isn't with you, doing those pools is going to be pretty burdensome. And you have to kind of gauge, you know, how many pools you want to do with this person, how many pools you can do on your own, and what if they don't make it that day and you're kind of stuck on your own. So these are all factors with a ride-along buddy. And again, there's nothing, there's no perfect solution here with hiring someone or having a ride-along. And without the 1099 employee, which was really attractive in California to a lot of people that just wanted to get paid cash, you know, not cash, but get paid a check every two weeks or every week and to do their own reporting, they can deduct their mileage, they can deduct their equipment and pretty much be their own small business. With that gone in California and maybe heading out in other states also with the new laws that are being put in place, you're going to have a hard time finding a good high caliber person that wants to work for you and be an employee and not really reap the benefits of having, you know, the 1099 ability to deduct everything on their taxes. As an employee, they also lose out on a lot of deductions. And it's not just you paying more payroll tax, they lose on their end of it. And so the corporate to corporate idea is not a bad idea. You just have to convince the person that this is the only way to do it. And they'll have to absorb those expenses or you can pay them to compensate them for the expense of forming a corporation, of course. And so with all this said, with the fact that, you know, the wages for everything are going up. I mean, I was in Walmart the other day, and I think Walmart really has the edge on employees because, let's face it, it's a job that's easy. You're in an air-conditioned environment. They're paying you here in my area $15 to start, and they're paying for your college degree if you qualify and if you enroll in one of the schools that they pay for. I think there's 300 of them on their list or something like that, or 200. And so you're competing against this kind of thing where someone could be going to college, working at Walmart, which is a pretty easy job I would consider. I've worked retail many, many years ago when I was in high school, and I found retail to be somewhat easy, depending on if you had to deal with customers face-to-face all the time and what department. But regardless, it's a much easier job than the pool service when you're out there in the heat, dealing with, you know, algae, with all the elements of pool service. And so working at Walmart, you can make, you know, 2400 bucks a month. And that's pretty much what you would pay a part-time pool tech working for you, albeit they work less hours than they would at Walmart. But, you know, Walmart's going to pay for their college. And you're up against things like this. You're up against signing bonuses for warehouse jobs. I saw one the other day where they were going to give you a $5,000 bonus for working in a warehouse. I mean, that's just unheard of. That was Uline in my area. There's a warehouse not too far from me, and they're advertising that for people. And so maybe you have to give sign-on bonuses to the person you hire. You definitely are going to have to give higher wages than what they would make at Walmart, the $15 an hour. And then you have to kind of count the cost of that. I mentioned 20 or $30 per service account to bring on an employee, and you may push off some service, you know, some clients with that kind of rate increase. And they may not want an employee back there doing their pool if you've been doing it for them for years. So There's a whole bunch of factors involved in bringing on an employee in this environment. Not only the cost of it, how your customers are going to react, and if this person can actually do the work. And as some people that I've been talking to have found out, when they do hire someone finally, they realize that this person is not the cream of the crop, and they have a lot of struggles with the employee, giving him more headaches and more trouble. And then last, what I mentioned is that you're training this employee up to be your competitor, really. And I don't know if you want to do that or not. And so maybe staying a single polar, you know, taking on the better accounts, raising your rates to compensate you for the 
the fact that you're out there working a little longer, and then getting rid of all the bad pools on your route and just having a premium tight route may be the solution right now until the labor market gets better and opens up and there's more people available that are willing to do pool service. And of course, you have to also count the benefits or count the fact that you're not offering them benefits for working for you. You really can't offer them medical and dental benefits or any kind of retirement benefits, so to speak, if you only have one or two employees. And so you're competing against these other companies that will have a benefit package for the employee, including medical and dental in some cases. And it's just not it's not just the fact that you're competing against other pool companies for employees, but you're competing against the whole labor market in your area for these employees. So it's definitely a different playing field than it was three, two or three years ago. And it's definitely harder to find a quality employee to do work in the pool service industry in any capacity. And so just keep that in mind when you're thinking about expanding and bringing on an employee. Talk to the local guys in your area and hear the stories from them about the difficulty of it and maybe consider different avenues as far as selling part of your route or just staying small to avoid all the headaches of bringing someone on in an environment where it's going to be really difficult to find a high-quality worker. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu, and you can listen to different podcasts at your leisure. And if you're in the industry and want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits to join there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.